Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. It's been fun. I mean, I, I enjoyed all the stuff that I got to do this week, um, just especially because it was something unique and different. And I felt like it was really interesting, uh, a lot of interesting questions and just different outlets trying to learn about the sport. So tried my best to, to do a good job and just um, honestly was running on adrenaline for, for uh, two, three days. And I think, um, you know, back to the racetrack now and trying to get to work. But, um, yeah, I enjoyed it as much as I am quiet. I feel like most of my um, quiet time is spent at the racetrack when I'm trying to do my work and, and focus on uh, my job. Stephen Toronto, CBS Sports. Uh, it was referenced that you were in New York, and I feel like I want to say you've been there before, but um, I know this was a pretty extensive experience, so I guess I'll ask uh, how was the media tour and how did you uh, enjoy your experience in New York City? Yeah, so my sister lives up there, so I go up and visit her probably once a year, but um, but yeah, I... I enjoyed it a lot. I mean, like I said, it was uh, a lot of cool, cool outlets and um, just, I mean, I think the best way to go around New York is in a, in a um, car service, just <laughs> going place to place. So we didn't have to walk anywhere. So um, it was very unique situation, uh, but, but very cool and just thankful to NASCAR that they put that together. I wasn't sure how it was going to go getting on the plane Monday night and, um, I was a little bit nervous about it all, but I thought they managed it really well. So it was, it was super smooth, and the Empire State Building was probably one of the coolest aspects, just being able to go up there and, and see the views. You mentioned all the different media outlets uh, trying to learn about NASCAR, and you know, you're on SNY, and uh, uh, were you on WFAN uh, by any chance? Probably so. Okay. Um, <laughs> just checking. But, you know, the... Uh, <clears throat> The thing about winning the Daytona 500 is that it really is transformative in the sense that it takes, you know, someone's standing in the sport to an entirely new level. And you know, you've, in the past week and going forward, you're really going to be serving as uh, an ambassador for NASCAR and for the Daytona 500. Um, I guess what I would what I would ask you is. I know it's only been five days, but have you started to grasp exactly what uh, being the Daytona 500 champion has done and will do for you? Uh, I don't think so. Not yet. I mean, just there's a lot of different aspects to it. Um, you know, I feel like the, the big thing for us is being able to start the year like that with a lot of momentum <clears throat> for a lot of different reasons, you know, for our team to be able to, you know, lock ourselves in and and also for sponsor engagement things like that so um i feel like for me personally it just is a it's a huge relief and and something that i'm really you know excited to to you know carry down the road i read spencer with the nascar wire this is a process question um you've had great success here at atlanta um how do you negotiate the two different pit road speeds from the time you get off 
um, get off the track. Um, do you have how how do you know how fast you're going? Do you have two sets of lights? Do you downshift during the uh, right. during the 90 mile an hour section? That sort of stuff. Yeah, it's a great question. Um, you know what I vividly remember from last year is just you know coming off turn two. There's a, a couple brake markers, and I feel like you know it's they did a good job last year, kind of bringing those brake markers into play. But you know typically we don't use the left side of the track to really you know judge where we're going to break for pit road on on an oval. So it's very unique. And then like you said, you're not getting down to 45; you're getting down to 90. So the gearing is a lot different. The lights are built uh, way differently. I think we we chose to go with third gear this time. Last time we were in fourth. So I feel like just um, trying to understand the cadence there. My engineers have sent me a, a bunch of stuff and uh, some some you know layouts to make sure I'm aware of what lights I need to run. But biggest thing is don't speed because you know you're under green. Going that section is not that important in in comparison to being a couple laps down here. So um, you can go a couple laps down with how long that that pit road is now. Uh, your race is ruined. So um, you just got to not speed. Lee Spencer, catch fence. Your father couldn't be at Daytona. What was it like when you finally saw him for the first time? Yeah, so I didn't see him till later in the week. He, he's still uh, he's he's better now. He just had a pretty severe cold, but he um, but yeah, the coolest part was I was driving home from the shop on Wednesday afternoon after we did the toast, and it was maybe our second or third conversation on the phone. But he um, you know, we were just talking about the race and something came up about racing for Dale Jr. and how, you know, in 2014, that's the last time Hendrick won a 500, and that's when I was driving for Dale in the late models, and uh, he was just super emotional, and he just, I've never really heard him over the phone get that choked up, but it was really special to hear that and just to, um, you know, having been through this journey with him and going to the racetrack every weekend together, starting out, it was very special. So you haven't seen him physically yet? I did. I saw oh, okay. him uh, Thursday. So, so yeah. But um, so yeah, we got to we got to share some time and um, with my whole team really. So we we did a little um, party downtown. You've made two grown men cry. Your dad and Rudy, right? I mean, <laughs> it's a little, a little crazy for sure. I never thought I'd see the day when Rudy would cry, but he was a he was a basket of emotions up there. I, I was told it took the Netflix deal for you finally to get in the back door at Lego. Is that accurate? Yeah, I mean, we're working on it for sure. I, I'd love to have a Lego car out there. Uh, I think they could be, do so many unique things with that design. But um, certainly still going to build. And, uh, you know, I've got to work on my next project here soon. Um, I've got some ideas. So they're going to send me a, quite a few sets. So it would be nice. No more eBay. I usually go on eBay and get get the Lego sets because they're so back they're back ordered. But uh, but yeah, we'll go right up there to Charles and then Kelly. Charles Odom with Associated Press. So you have two wins here since the reconfiguration. So obviously you're comfortable with the high banks on a mile and a half. But uh, I get the idea that maybe that's not a consensus opinion in in in, in the garages. Do you hear varying um, views on 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 this track? And do you think yeah. it's an old school, new school kind of thing? Yeah, I mean, look, you know, we've been really fortunate that it's worked out for us a couple times. I mean, the first the first win, we were pretty dominant here, uh, led over 100 laps and um, put ourselves in a good position. But since then, you know, it's it's gotten even more chaotic. There's two two and three wide, and um, you know, it seems like everyone's really figured out the draft here. So it's unique for sure. Um, 
I wouldn't want to do it every week, but I do enjoy the challenge of it, and I think it's a super exciting show for, from the fans. I mean, you think about the attendance here, you know, when it was the old old layout and then, uh, you know, seeing how packed it was here in July. So, um, you know, it seems like the fans like it. And like I said, I don't want to do it every week, but I enjoy the the aspect of drafting and lifting a little bit and all the different things that come with it. Let's go to Kelly and then Bob. Kelly Crandallracer.com. William, with two super speedway drafting tracks back to back with Daytona and Atlanta, do you anticipate it would be a bigger mental or physical toll after tomorrow's race? Yeah, I mean, look, I think in the off season, I was like, man, don't crash in the first two races because you're going to be pretty beat up. So, um, yeah, I think it'll be it'll be physical for sure if you're in some some crashes. But uh, you know, this track is not overly physical. Um, it's kind of right there in the middle, I would say. But as we get to some of the short tracks and really the schedule in March and in April, uh, it'll be you know you'll you'll need to. Um, be prepared for those, but we got a little ways to go, so there's still some you know training and prep to try to get ready for this stretch here. Uh, Bob Parker's Fox Sports. The fact this race is now in the playoffs, does that change anything as far as maybe in, that you're locked into of trying something or any, does it change the dynamic at all for you? Yeah, I mean, it just makes the race a little more important for us. We, we just have to have a notebook for this race. And so we need to understand what our setup needs to be and kind of tinker with that going here back to the fall. So we can't really try much here because we want to have a good data point for the fall and knowing, hey, our car drove pretty well. So, um, you know, lots out of your control here. But, you know, hopefully we can have a good driving car and um, good strategy and, you know, just get a, a little bit of an idea for the fall. Yeah, I think you would just – you wouldn't put a whole lot of weight, especially coming off, you know, a win. Last year here, um, we just had the point penalty, so we had a lot to, of making up to do. Um, but but this year, it being in the playoffs, there's, there's a new importance to it. Let's go to Dustin, and then we'll go right back here. Dustin Long, NBC Sports. Uh, William has been in a lot of talk this week just about the fuel saving that you guys had to do last week. Obviously, I know fuel saving is always a key in any event uh, and has been for a long time, but just how excessive it seemed to be from a fan's perspective. Yeah. Is there anything that can be looked at or considered in terms of that would allow you guys not to be as focused or concerned about fuel saving in a speedway type of race like last week? Yeah, um, it's a very complex problem because, you know, I think anytime, you know, if you – if you shorten the amount of fuel we have in the cars, you're just going to make the windows smaller, and then you're going to have the same issue or the same thing happening where you're trying to have a, a shorter pit stop. So it's just evolution and technology, us, you know, it's really just human humans figuring out what the best strategy is. So I'm surprised it wasn't more of a thing earlier on, but I think with this package having track position be so important, um, with there being so much drag on the cars and really too wide, uh, it's very difficult just to shoot your way to the front from the back. So I don't know what this what the um you know what the adjustment that needs to be made, but definitely it's not the most fun thing to do, but um, I'm going to do whatever it takes to win the race. So I feel like we were pretty smart about it. If you look at, you know, probably our average running position last week, it wasn't what people would think, but we would always cycle forward, have a chance to race it out for the stage win and have a chance at the end. So 
I'm just going to do whatever the, the rules tell me to do. Steve Wilson, SpeedwayDigest.com. So you're the first Daytona 500 winner to start on an e-platform, and now it's kind of perpetuated itself between amateur drivers and uh, even now teams starting their own teams to um, bring some of these drivers into the fold in a non-traditional route. As you look to those who are starting that kind of career path and not getting directly into a car first, um, what, do, what, do you, what do you see as far as those next um, group of drivers that are coming up? And, you know, what, is your, what would be a suggestion to them as they start their career in kind of a path that you did versus getting in a car first? Um, I think just having fun with it. Um, if it is, like... What I see from a lot of young kids going to the karting track and going to uh, or go racing on iRacing is just people are taking it way too seriously, way too soon. I feel like you just have to really enjoy what you do, try to learn, try to get better as a driver, um, learn more about the sport. And then eventually, you know, by the time you get to this level, you're going to feel a lot of pressure. So um, I think not putting too much pressure on yourself at an early age to uh, try to you know, be the best. I think just try to get out there, experience things, um, enjoy driving the race car and, and see what you can do with it.